The entrance of his word giveth light. The eyes of your understanding are about to be enlightened. Get set for the word which will change your world for good. Christ Palace, expressing his love, displaying his power. And now, Dr. Mark. Every drop is gone. Let's go. Let's go. Let's be quick now. Thy neck is like the tower of David builded for an armory. Whereon there hang a thousand back. Backless, all shows of the mighty. When he talks about the neck, he's talking about the submission of your will. When you read the Bible, he talks about the, the, the Israelites, they were stiff naked. When you say you are stiff naked, it means you are stubborn. Second Chronicles 30 verse 8. It means you are stubborn. But God wants to bring you to a place where you are yielded to his will. You are yielded. You are yielded. Now be you not stiff naked. As your fathers were, but yield yourselves. When he talks about the, the, the neck being like the Tower of David, he's talking about the place where you have come. You are submitted to the will of God. Then the Tower of David, full of armor, means it is a resolute will. Determined will. You are determined for God, and nothing or no one can talk you out of it. But some people, they have their neck. Today, it's flexible like a flax. They decide to do something. By tomorrow, it's not easy like that. Though. Then they will come and start and do it once more. They, say, hmm. they vacillate. But the one with the neck like the Tower of David is determined. I've made a choice for Jesus. I've decided never to speak anything evil. It doesn't matter what I go through. I refuse to speak disease. I refuse to speak death. And it doesn't matter. You, you made up your mind. Nobody can change your mind. Nobody can change your mind. You make a choice that I'm going to love in this life. Nobody can decide and make me hate. It doesn't matter what people do. I choose to love, never to hate. It's a determination. It's a discipline you produce. And that is the bride Jesus wants to marry. With a neck like the tower. Next verse. Verse 5. He said, you're Billy Baba. Are you getting something? Libandu ava kete kete. Le remvedu bremvedi ava. Baba, baba. Baba. Thy neck is like thy two breasts, like the two young rows that are twins, which feed among the lilies. When he talks about the breasts, he's talking about the place where you have come to maturity, where you can feed other people. Because with the breasts, you feed other people. The Bible says, let her breasts satisfy you. Breast brings satisfaction according to the Bible. Do you know that the plan of God is for you to satisfy people in life? Hello? Talk to me. The plan of God is for you to come to a place where you satisfy people. It doesn't matter what they want. You are the satisfaction to them. The Bible says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. The babies want milk. But you, you have teeth, you are not a babe. And your breasts are ready to feed the babes with milk. When people are weak and helpless, and they meet you, you decide to feed them. Are you here? Do you know what is going to happen to you after this come? You are going to satisfy many. I said you are going to satisfy many. Now somebody say, I cannot even help myself. How can I help others? It means God will satisfy you. And with the satisfaction of God, you satisfy many. 
in every dimension with power, with happiness. You have more than enough happiness that when you meet people, you give them happiness. You have more than enough comfort when you meet people, you give them comfort. You have more than enough power to transmit power. You have more than enough money to give others money in the name of Jesus. The only way to live and survive in this life is to go by the word of God. He said, until the day break. And the shadows flee away. I will get me to the mountain of May and to the hill of frankincense. What is he talking about? The day break and the shadows flee. He's talking about in, in, in eternity. In eternity, there's no shadows. The Bible says we serve a God in whom there is no shadow of turning. The reason why there are shadows is because there is not enough light. When we have enough light in a room, you cannot cut a shadow. Because there's light here, there's light here, no shadow. In heaven, there's no darkness. So in heaven, there's no shadow. He said, until that time, I'll get me to the mountain of May and to the mountain of frankincense. He's talking about incense in the Bible talks about prayer. He said, till you die, pray. That's what he's talking about. Till you die, as long as you live under the sun, you must pray. Until the day break. In heaven, the day has broken. And there are no shadows. In eternity, that's what he's talking about. But he said, till then, until the day break, and the shadows flee away, I'll get me to the mountain of men and to the hill of frankincense. It's a place of prayer. That place is where God wants you to stay. Now, next verse. Let's, you are beautiful, my love. There is no spot in thee. If we can attain to all that we've said, then we have manifested the picture, Jesus, imagines of the bride. Verse 8. He said, come with me from Lebanon. So he said, move away from Lebanon. My spouse. Spouse. Jesus is talking to the spouse. With me from Lebanon. Look from the top of Amana and to the top of Sinai and Hermon. From the lions then, from the mountains of the lepers. I'll tell you what Lebanon is. He's talking about mountain. There's a mount called Lebanon, the mountain of Amana and the mount of Sinai. They were mountains and they were called the border mountains. Between the promised land and the enemy land, those mountains were there. And the, the, the groom is telling the bride, move away from the border mountains. Why? Because the lions are there. And the mountains of the lepers, the lepers are there. When you read the Bible, First Peter 5 verse 8, he said, the enemy is moving about like a lion. When you read Revelation 13 verse 2, he, he talks about the Antichrist, the beast, is compared to a leopard. Okay, so the enemy attacks people who live in the borderlands. But he's saying, move away from the borderlands, my love. Because where you are treading is dangerous. Most believers are living on the borderlands. They are far away from the promised land. But they are not into the secret place. And over where they are, the lions tread there. They can be wounded and hurt anyhow. But he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. As long as you abide in the borderlands, the enemy can touch you. When you are in enemy territory, you belong to him. He can do anything. He doesn't struggle. When you are in the secret place, he's afraid he can't come there. But anyone who treads between the border mountains, the mountains of indecision, today you are spiritual, tomorrow you are calm. Today you are strong, tomorrow you are weak. You are very carnal today. Tomorrow you are very spiritual. You are moving in the borderlands. And it's dangerous. But God is calling you. Jesus is calling the spouse. He said, please come from the, 
the Mount of Lebanon. Come, come higher. Come, come, let's go up higher. And in this season, God is calling somebody, another sound of my voice. Say, come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Some of the things you have now is very better from where you used to be. And so you are satisfied. But when you compare to what you have been called to, it's less than that. Some of us, we have something better from where we came from. But we have very much less than what God has ordained for us. Don't be satisfied with what you have now. Because it's so low compared to what God has ordained for you. If they paid you $500,000 and you were worth $2 million and you didn't know, $500,000 is good money. Say, man, you can do anything you want with $500,000. But the day you realize that you're supposed to get $2 million, I don't know what will happen to you. <laughs> no, you are, you are okay. And that is what most Christians are doing. They are living with $500,000 and yet their worth is $2 million. Why? They are living in border mountains. But God is calling you to a place of perfection. Decide that everything God has said about you, you walk into it. Have that determination. Have that resolute will. My eyes are that of the doves. I see. The enemy cannot exact upon me. The son of wickedness cannot afflict me. The Bible said when Moses went to Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Jesus, God said we should take these people out. Pharaoh said, Exodus 8.28. He said, you can go, but don't go too far. Why? The enemy wants you to go, but don't go too far. <laughs> In your walk with God, go, but don't go too far. When you pray five minutes, it's okay. Don't pray ten minutes. When you fast six to ten, it's okay. Not six to four. And, and Pharaoh said, I will let you go, that you may sacrifice to the Lord, your God, in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Most believers are in church, and they have heard the voice of the devil. Somebody said, no, I didn't hear. No, you heard it. Why? You've made up your mind. You won't go too far. No, no. I won't go too far. Me, if I go, <laughs> if I go to my Sunday service, I go to my Wednesday service, I give my offering, it's okay. No, 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 no. This fasting, preaching, counting. No, 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 no. You are taking this thing too far. <laughs> you know, you are speaking the language of Pharaoh. Pharaoh is talking to you. Don't go too far. What? What? <laughs> what, 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 what do you do in church? No, no, I'm, I'm not a church type, you know. I'm not a church type. You're a Pharaoh type. <laughs> Make up your mind. You're not, going to, you're not going to stay on Mount Lebanon. You're not going to stay in the border mountains. It's an all or none principle. Either you give your all to him. Or he gets nothing at all. He is God. He deserves your all. He doesn't deserve 90%. Even 99, he doesn't want. He's God. Because he believes that he can do much with you than you can ever do with your life. Don't go too far. Pharaoh is talking to some. Don't go too far. He said, how many days fasting are you doing? 21. Hey, why? Did you kill Jesus? How? What is wrong with you? 21. It's for the pastors. This one is for the pastors. The pastors must do that. Ah. Don't go too far. Don't go too far. Only four hours. 
Ah, I see. But you never have an encounter with God if you don't go too far. Those who hear God, encounter God, get the best of God are those who go the extra mile. The Bible said, Genesis 22, the Bible said one day, Abraham was going with his servants. And they were going to a mountain to sacrifice, the Mount of Moriah. When they go to a place, Abraham looked at them and said, you can't go with me further. Stay here while I go yonder with the lad. Read verse 3. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey <laughs> and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clipped the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place of which God had told him. Go back to verse 4. <laughs> then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Listen to me. There's something afar off. Your, your eyes, you've got a vision of where God wants you to be. Some of you, when you dream, when you see that, you know that you are a millionaire. When you see, you know you're a prophet and a prophetess. You know you can hear God. You know you deserve something big. You can see afar off. You can see it. But, but you made up your mind. Don't go too far. But where you want, where your miracle is, where God is waiting for you, the ram God has prepared for you is on a mountaintop. Abraham had a ram prepared for his sacrifice, but it was afar off. Verse 5. In the attire. And Abraham said unto his young man, Abide here with the donkey. And I and the lad will go yonder and worship. Can you go yonder and worship? Go yonder. Go the extra mile. Take the next steps. Because when they got there, do you know what happened? God appeared. God had been working with Abraham for a long time. God never vowed to Abraham. But when they got there, God came up and said, Hey, 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 me, Abraham. Now I know. I, I've been working with you for 25 years. I didn't trust you. Now I know. Then God hit his thigh. He said, Abraham, me, in blessing, I will bless you. I will change your destiny. In you, everyone be blessed. You hear that. You had that encounter when you go yonder. When you stay within the border mountains, the Mount of Lebanon, you never have that encounter. When you read the book of Matthew chapter 17, verse 1, the Bible says, Jesus was walking with the disciples. Then after six days, he picked three of them and said, let us go up the mountain. The Bible says, when they go there, he transfigured before them. As long as they were together with everybody, there was no change. Transfiguration is metamorphosis, change. Your finances cannot change. Your life, your spiritual cannot change unless you climb the mountain. Ba, 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 ba. Baliantos. And after six days, speak in tongues for one minute. Somebody is going up yonder. Somebody is going up yonder. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now listen to me. One day, Jacob had 
wives. Genesis 32, verse 22. He had two wives, plus two women. The Bible said, he set himself apart. Genesis 32, verse 22. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and, two, and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the fog Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over to the brook and sent over that he had. He had everything. Two wives, two cucumbines. And said, go ahead. Next. And Jacob was left alone. And there rested a man with him until the breaking of the day. That man is there, Theophany. God came to have an encounter. Ask, ask the question. How come God never came when the two wives were there? Two men were there. Eleven sons were there. You have only one wife. You can't separate yourself. Jacob had two wives plus two cucumbines. Eleven sons. When he puts one there, somebody says, oh, come. Ah. He doesn't like Leah. So Leah, go. Right? He said, darling. Say, hey, go away with your darling. Then Bilhah will come. I, I don't like what you are doing. Zilpah will come. Go away. Then the moment the women are gone, the children will start coming. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. But he managed to cut them off. Send every away. And he was left alone. The moment he was left alone, a man rested with him. And that was the day Jacob entered into his dominion. And his rulership. Some of us, what we are doing is that we are just walking around enemy mountain, borderline. We have never been left alone. We have never made a choice to go the extra mile with God. So today we get a testimony. Then the next one we get is next five years. And if you calculate that way, it means in your life, if you are living 100 years, you might get only all things being equal. <laughs> because at, most of the time, all things are never equal. <laughs> are you with me? But if you can go the extra mile, do you know God wants to appear to you and talk to you? He wants to come to you and show you things. He said, I will show you great and mighty things you don't know. He never puts anybody's name there. You can put your name there. He said, I will show you great and mighty things you don't know, Daniel. I will show you great and mighty things you don't know, Joanna. I will show you great and mighty things you don't know, Debbie. He can do it for anyone. But the question is, will you separate yourself? Will you go up yonder? Will you go to the next level? And can I tell you the days we, we are living in? God has a calendar. He runs a calendar. We are living in the end of the end times. God is going to show his power as never before. It is called the last show. The enemy is going to do his worst. And God is going to show his best. Now, 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 listen, listen. Now, listen. Now, it's not going to be just, don't think that it's just going to be church. Pastor, no, 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 no. God is going to raise up billionaires. Uh, uh, listen, God is going to raise up professors. God is going to raise up business owners. Why? Because the last hour is here and the gospel must show up. The gospel must preach. Listen to me. Some of you, after this camp meeting, one idea will hit your mind and you become a phenomenon. We are here to change the mindset. You have sat down and calculated your life five years from now, two years from now. Change your plan. God has something higher and bigger. Do you know the Bible said the whole world is waiting not for God? No. They are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of Do you know? That your job, your work, your family, your nation, they are waiting for your manifestation. 
We are living in the days where one man can control an economy of a nation. That is where God is putting the church in every dimension. Yes, 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 yes. We have seen the fringes of it. One man can hold a whole nation to ransom. Yes, yes. One day a man called Elijah came and said, can I have, I'm Elijah. The God before whom I stand, no rain. For three years, he determined the economy of Israel and Samaria. One man, he determined nation. And God is saying that before Jesus comes, Elijah will come. Ha, 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 you didn't hear me. He said Elijah will come before Jesus comes. Before the second coming of Jesus, Elijah is going to come. And that company is an Elijah company. That Elijah company, they hold nations to ransom. One nation, one man can bring an invasion. In December, there was one Nigerian girl. He had never been to university. He brought something, and Harvard was studying the lady. He, he, he attends Winners Chapel. I was in the service when they were appreciating her. I was there. He had never been to university, but the invention, he did something with software. And Harvard, she's a topic. The topic they study is that the name. Maybe if you are Ricky Z, Ricky Z 101, course Ricky Z, course Daniel, course Desmond. You become a topic, a wonder. Listen to me. Somebody's mind is changed. If we can get yet one, God can do something. The Bible said, Jacob went up yonder. And a day came. Hannah had been going to the mountain. Anytime they go, he comes back with nothing. But one day, when they had finished everything, Hannah said, today is my last time. Something must happen. He went up higher. And he was full of affliction and said, God, something must happen. God, something must happen. I don't know why you are here. Maybe you, you flew all the way from a different city and you are here. There must be a reason. There must be a change. Maybe you live in Houston. There must be a change. I want you to say, God, today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. Saturday is Sunday. God, something must happen. A year by this time, I must be smiling and laughing. I want you to be in this meeting, be very spiritual. I don't care where you have been before. I don't care what you have done before. Forget it. But say, today I'm alive. There is hope in the living and in the dead. Today is my change. Today is my change. Today is my change. My coil upon your feet. Like wine for you to drink. Jesus. Dr. Mark has just deposited into your hands the truth to your glorious and best life ever. Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to them and your progress and success will be evident to all. Connect with Dr. Mark at www.thechristpalace.org or email Dr. Mark at cpimhouston1 at gmail.com. And best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at Christ Palace International Ministries, 15152 Bel Air Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77083.